passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey, Browns backers, it's Chuck Campisi here, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, or at Believe Podcast, that's at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. July is coming to a close. As we begin the first week of the Olympics, it's a great month for sports. However, we segue into August. The beginning of college football starts this month. The Olympics conclude. MLB's still playing, wrapping up the season. So what do you want to do? You want to get in on the action. MLB, Olympics, rough day for Team USA today, this morning, I guess, however you want to say it. Uh, but there's plenty you can wager on. NFL coming up. Get your props in, player and team. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next pitch, the next snap, the next dive, uh, trampoline, I don't know, ribbon gymnastics, I don't know. Get your bets in, bet online, your online sports book experts. Tony, we'll start with Team USA, although we haven't been together for a long time. So I'll say, welcome back. Good to, good to have you here. How was, uh, Tony did a long trip 
went out to New Mexico with some Boy Scouts, did some great stuff on the way out there, 4th of July at Mount Rushmore, some crazy, crazy stuff. We won't get too much into that, but it was an amazing trip, just to, even as an outside observer. Well, amazing trip, and I think, uh, you, you know, to, to kind of bring it back to what we're doing right now, you know, the, the, the amazing thing was, no matter where I went, I mean, uh, Chicago, Wisconsin, Minnesota, South Dakota, uh, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, St. Louis, everywhere I went, I would have my brown stuff on. And no matter where I went, that was the comment, man, the Browns are looking good this year, man, uh, this could be the year for the Browns, man, what a team you got. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> it, it was just good, good to hear as opposed to in recent years, you, you know, geez, I feel so sorry. for you. Uh, <laughs> hey, here's a Kleenex, you, you know, so I thought that was good. You know, it's good that the you know, words kind of gotten out there, I guess, uh, you know, we're, pretty decent yeah so so unfortunately while the browns have maybe turned a corner a rough day um for team usa uh the women's softball team uh loses to nothing to to japan in the gold medal match so i mean not that you're necessarily going to complain about a silver medal but when you're team usa in softball um it's, it's like the women's national soccer team right the expectation is gold yeah. Uh, and, and so um, I understand that's a ridiculous expectation. <laughs> um, but when that's what it is, then uh, it, it hurts when you come up short a little bit. And then for the USA uh, women's gymnastics team as well, Simone Biles was ruled out of the team final um, with, quote unquote, a medical issue. And then they also took silver uh, this morning. So, um, you know, not not the best of starts to to the day for uh, Team USA. But on a happier note, the Browns open training camp today. Tony, uh, you and I have been part of, shall we say, many a move-in day. And I know the rookies and quarterbacks were there on uh, the 25th. So, you know, what what are your thoughts just on the beginning of training camp? What are some of the experiences you've had with, you know, move-in day, getting everything started, it, training camp. You know, what, one of my one of my big takeaways, uh, it, you know, from training camp, um, I, I believe it was Coach Belichick in '91. He had these shirts printed up for us, and uh, it said, uh, "All men are created equal. Some just work harder in the preseason." And, um, and and I think you know this is the time of year we've been told how great we are. Um, you know, people have pontificated on how many wins, uh, as I stated, as I went through the country, the, the, the whole world is, uh, getting ready to jump on our bandwagon. But the reality is like, this is, this is it. Like, we, you know, all the talk, all the, you know, predictions, all that stuff. Um, it all goes away today. Like you actually have to show up and we've got to actually start doing the work. So super excited. It's going to be great for the fans. I know, you know, last year with the success we had, the fans didn't have full access to the team. So I'm hoping we get a little bit closer to that this year. And I think that'll be exciting for training camp. It's just going to be neat to be able to see the, the crowd just jacked up and excited, you know? Um, so for that, man, I can't wait for it. And, and I hope, you know, I, you know, the big thing is you can't ask fans to kind of quell their excitement, but I just hope as an organization, we're able to kind of compartmentalize, you know, that stuff and just uh, manage the expectations and take it one game at a time and, and not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, um, you know, if we're planning a parade already, that's probably not a good idea. I mean, <laughs> uh, you can think about it a little yeah. bit, but, um, but we, we, we got to take this thing one piece at a time and getting through this training camp with everybody healthy 
um, you, you know, picking the, picking the correct people for the roster, that's going to be the most important thing moving forward. So um, definitely looking forward to it. Um, man, because, you know, I just – I like watching football. And there's – as much as I enjoy watching the Indians – the Guardians. I mean, the Guardians. Yeah. The, we'll, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, football, football's king around here. And I just, you know, whether it's high school, I, I'm seeing high school kids out cracking pads. And, you know, our college kids here at BW will be, be coming in pretty soon. And to me, it's the best time of year. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I think what you said about the guys being able to handle – high level expectations because uh i think people kind of had them for that freddie kitchens year right and we saw what happened and they didn't really have them last year one because new coach covid didn't really get a lot of time with the players so the expectations weren't really high and then when the team performed it's always great when you're underestimated and you overperform this time the expectations are really high i mean yeah. this is by any measure, one of the top three teams, I think, in the AFC. I, I think you're looking Chiefs, Bills, Browns, almost exclusively if you're looking at the rankings. I mean, some people might throw a Baltimore in there, but they're a little – they have some issues. Pittsburgh has issues. You know, Tennessee has some issues. You know, obviously Houston has some issues and all that. The Colts – I mean, so the, the Chargers with a young QB, That I mean, it's – this is now your time. You have to take advantage of it, but the expectations are there. How you're going to handle them yep. is going to be really key. I think for all, the expectation is the second round of the playoffs minimum. For some, it is the AFC Championship game Super Bowl. I don't think there's anybody saying if they didn't make the playoffs this year, as long as they're getting better, that, that no, talk that, is that, over. No, <laughs> that, yes. that, that, that's done. That's done. So – um, you, you know, and that's a lot to put on a team because we've seen these, you know, super teams put together. We saw them in Philadelphia about a decade ago. You know, there was all the, oh, man, these guys are going to walk right through the playoffs. And it, it, it turned out horribly. Um, you, you know, it's just it, it's really, you know, this is where the coaching becomes so important. It's like, you, you know, we watched the dance last summer. And, and when you look at, um, you know, Phil Jackson and how he you know, was able to manipulate all those you know, you had talent on that team, but a lot of that talent was uh, attached to some baggage. And to be able to manage all that is important. And when I look at our team right now, you know, I've already heard OBJ. And I'm saying, I'm not saying he shouldn't, he's not allowed to talk. But for a guy who didn't play last year, you would hope. Yeah. When a guy who has really underperformed for the last five yeah. seasons. It, to, to already start his stuff up. And I hate to always be on him. But I, he, I think he brings it on himself. But it's he's like, the one guy that's yeah. really out there. So it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, you look at the roster, right? I mean, other than and, and and while Baker's got that attitude and cockiness, he hasn't always said a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, it kind of had the world feeling dangerous a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes, and he has played and he's played well, right? And and so yes, that's yeah, that's a different. Different yeah, anytime animal. you get somebody talking from the bench, it's, it's, <laughs> the rest of the guys are like, hey, you know, we're out here having to do it. You got Did your you Jack just, Haley? Right? Yeah, you yeah. Got swinging yeah, the towel. The towel. A, yeah. What's your role? Uh, Jordan likes me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my role. 
but so it'll 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 definitely be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. You know, it's nice though to see some of the things when you see the preseason. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. OBJ talking, but then you have some of the and take it for what it is in terms of oh, you know, the the ratings of the offensive lines and the defensive lines and the linebackers and the but you know what it it's nice to see the Browns, you know, if not topping some of those rankings, which yeah. they have. Being in the mix, just knowing that you have some supremely talented individuals on your roster, it, that just hasn't been the case. I mean, you had Joe Thomas for essentially his, what, 15, 16 seasons he was with the team. And during that time, like maybe you had one or two other guys pop in there every once in a while, right? Yeah. As like a flash in the pan, a season or two. Now it's like you've got whole position groupings that people are like, Hey man, this is the best offensive line in the league. This is, you know, uh, you're looking at the edge rusher, right? Hey, you know, you got the best player in the league. You're looking at the running back tandem. And it's like, yeah, you got the best duo in the league, right? It's nice to just be able to see a team that's, that's well put together. That has a lot of the talent. Yeah, no, I mean, it's anytime, anytime you can hear a name and recognize it, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a good thing and we haven't we haven't really always had that so um you know it's it's good and like i said to 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 you know to kind of be in another state and have people rattle off names of guys on the team and say man there's something special is you know we haven't had a lot of that either because i mean it, a decade it was yeah, you guys got Joe Thomas, right? Yeah. I mean, and it was that's it. That was oh, all right, I mean, yeah. which was great, right? I mean, yeah. nothing wrong with that, but you'd hope at some point you could put something else around yeah. those guys, and it seems that we finally have, which is which is really nice. Yeah. So it, it's it's good on that end. So Tony, a follow up here, just not necessarily on the Browns season or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it is the as as a former kind of you know the former alumni. Uh, person that managed that whole department and, and a, a pro football historian yourself that's appeared on several uh, documentaries and assisted in the research and a lot of things, both with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, and other research projects. What do you think of the 75th anniversary Browns uniforms? Well, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not really sure who designed it, you know, so I don't want to, I'm going to be, well, I don't want to be careful. I really don't care about being careful. I mean, it is what it is. I look at it and I think kind of a missed opportunity. I mean, I felt the same way about the 75th anniversary logo. I think, I I don't know if I'd mentioned on here, but I mentioned to people that I know, I mean, I I thought that, um, man, you you basically had the whole year off last year, right? I, I mean, so you had whole departments that really weren't doing a whole hell of a lot. Uh, right but you knew your 75th anniversary was coming up and in fact um you know i had you know i had left when we were you know was pushing to celebrate our 70th anniversary when i left and was told that nobody does that which is funny because the person who happened to tell me that actually came from a team where he led their 70th anniversary uh celebration so that that, that was somewhat odd but um but anyhow, Paul, Mary. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so that was uh that was five years ago so they've had essentially five years to think this through and i just feel like there's just been a ton of missed opportunities and i don't want to beat a dead horse because sometimes i feel like you know people say it's out well you used to run the team or the alumni department now you don't so you're just 
And that's not really it. I, I mean, I just feel like this team is consistently just talked out of both sides of their mouth in regard to their love for history. I mean, just the quotes that came out about the uniform unveil. Oh, if it weren't for, you know, players like Jim Brown, Otto Graham, Lou Groza, and Joe Thomas. And it's like, come on, man. Like every time we mention players, you can't mention like the same three old people and then the one guy that you remember who recently just retired. (laughs) I mean, the history is so rich. I just feel like it's, Wait, they played football in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. I mean, it's just it's 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 a it's a bit lazy. And, and like I said, the logo I thought was just lazy. The eight stars. I, I mean, to me, as a sports person, stars don't represent championships in the NFL. They simply don't. That's a soccer thing. I, I would agree. I, with you. I, I just think that was lazy. I don't know if they were you know tipping their hat to their soccer. I don't know. It just it seemed like that was a lost opportunity. Um, and we we had an opportunity. I talk about it. Uh, I don't know if I talk about it on here, but like the 60th anniversary logo, same thing. You, you know, if you look at that logo, that was a huge missed opportunity because you put people in charge that didn't really know about the history of the team. I mean, you you, you there was a nod to the, the the first owner, Mickey McBride. So they put checkers on the bottom because he owned a cab company. Well, he happened to own Yellow Cab, which was a rival to Checker Cab. So you actually honored the wrong <laughs> cab company. And, and I just, like I said, with the logo, it just seems kind of, you know, like, I don't know. Like I said, I feel I feel bad bashing it because I love the folks that are there. But I, you can love the folks that are there and still be critical. I just think it was a missed opportunity. And we stumbled out of the gate with this, you know, they were going to have the big radio show. Hey, so, so celebrating 75 years. And oh yeah, Peter King, come on and give us his infinite wisdom about how, hey, in the upcoming draft, we really need to address our weaknesses. I think we should draft offensive line. And it's like, what the fuck? Like you had a year to come up with, with programming and he got some nut job saying we need to draft offensive line. Like the, the you know, probably our number two strength on the team. It, it's just... It's just stuff like that when it happens over and over and over again. We dedicate a statue to Jim Brown, and we forget to put one of his MVPs on the on the. I, I mean, on the base of it, I, you, you can't you can't do that. I, I mean, you can't do that stuff because it's it comes across to the fan who's educated. And and I, I you know once again I don't want to get into ripping fans because uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's fans that are listening to the radio show uh, or podcast, but um. It, it panders to the lowest common denominator. It panders to someone who doesn't really know about the history of the team. And I feel like at times, unfortunately, that's where the current group, that's where their thrust is. Like they want to get the young crowd. And, and you know, the, the, but the sad thing is you can be young and still be educated. Well, on and the I history think if you, put, if you put some of those little Easter eggs in there, yeah. you know what I mean? So. Maybe I don't know exactly what that means, but if you explain it in the press release or, hey, if my buddy that knows a lot then tells me, oh, yeah, this, then maybe I'm like, oh, man, that's so much cooler now. And now I start getting a little yeah. more into it, right? And that's the thing is, like, I think when you do those little things, like, it's not going to turn off the fan that just wants to, hey, you know what? I just want to go to games. I don't care about the history of the team. I enjoy being there on Sundays. I want to root for the Browns, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's going to turn off that fan, but for that fan that is really into the organization and the team and the history and all those things, it brings them even deeper into the fold. And it could do that for some of the fans that are on that cusp of like, Hey, you know, you tell me some interesting stuff and then maybe I get more interested. Right. But if you're just giving me generic, 
then I'm yeah. never going to cross that threshold. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, the jersey, if you look at it, it's it's supposedly this Frankenstein of we took different eras and put it together. And, and I've always felt like you know if you're going to do a special jersey, you pick a significant year in the history of the team, which in this case I would believe would be 1946, and you simply go with one of those jerseys. And we talked about the faux uh, leather ha- helmets that they did oh, at dude, A&M. At A&M. Those were amazing. Uh, to do the faux leather white helmet with, with, a, with a 46 jersey, which was a very clean look. I mean, I, I don't mind the shadowed numbers. I think that is a, a nice throwback to 46. But do the whole jersey. Don't do not do this Frankenstein deal. And then that 1946 patch, we talked about it before we started recording here. That That's actually... It's, it's, it's actually a replica of a knockoff jersey patch from, like, the mid-'90s. And it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you're going to be selling these jerseys for $275 or whatever in a team shop, if not more. And, and you've got a patch on it that's, like, a replica of a knockoff jersey from the – I mean, I just – I don't know, man. It's, it's goofy. I, I just – I don't get it. I, I don't get it. And, like I said, it, and, and the problem with it is – and this goes back to – when I was there and we did the, the not the last uniform redo, but the one prior to that. When, when they made I, the orange orange year? Oh, it, you only get one shot to get it right. And, and when you screw it up, I mean, that, you know, you're stuck with it for like four years or, or you know, however long you got to wait to redo it. So why not just get it right? Like, why not bring people in the room? I, I don't, I just don't get the ego that that's attached to someone who, you know, claims that they care about the history of the team and then just consistently produces this kind of crap. And, and I mean, it's just, I thought it was funny with the last uniform change when we went back to our current uniform that we're wearing now to put out the press release and say, hey, we did this because we really respect the history of this team. And this is a nod to our, you know, our, it's like, dude, like if you respected the history of the team, you never, you, we wouldn't have had to been making the change. I mean, you essentially switched back to the uniform that you destroyed with your last change. But it's this, you know, the ability to have the revisionist history and, and to, to be the one that's spewing the message. And then, like I said, you're appealing to the lowest common denominator, the fan that is not intelligent enough to decipher through the BS. I mean, they, they allow their fanaticism to um, rule how they feel about the team. Um, and I, like I said, I'm not asking people to not like the Cleveland Browns. But uh, but I I'm, I'm asking the Cleveland Browns to maybe care a little bit more about the history of the team. Uh, I mean, when you bought the team, you didn't buy the current roster. You bought every player that's ever played for the team since 1946, and and I don't think they've ever gotten that. What do you think of the helmet? I, I just I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I mean, if you're if you're going to do a nod to 58 and 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 go with this you know single stripe with the number on the side, fine, that's fine, do it. Right, make it that jersey. But they've already honored the '64 team by wearing the '64 jersey in the past. They've already done that '58 look. No, they've never done a '46 look. So just do a straight 1946 look. You're, I, I mean, that's it's the first team. It's that that's what you're honoring. Just, I, I don't know. Like I said, and and we never really got an explanation, you know, for who was in the room and why they did what they did. I mean, it, we kind of get like this, you know, kind of high end, you, you know. Here's why we did this strike. Here's why we did this. But it's like, well, who, you know, who came up with this? I mean, and, and even that 46 patch. I mean, to me, if you're going to throw anything on the jersey, throw the damn brownie elf on. 
I mean, you could have incorporated that in some way, shape, or form. It's definitely a fan favorite. I mean, you're talking about how you wanted to appeal to the fans. Uh, that patch, I, I, I think if you if you put that patch in the brownie elf in a poll and said, which one of these two would you want on a uniform, the goddamn 46 patch is not getting votes. It, it's going to be all brownie elf all day. I, I mean, so I don't know. Like I said, just, you know, and it is what it is. If they wear that uniform and they win, who gives a crap? You, you know? That, it, well, and that, I mean, it does come down to that, right? It's, no. you know, if this team wins, nobody's going to care what jersey they're wearing. Yeah. And, and then it'll fly off the shelves. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be, it could be purple. It could be, it could be black and gold. Uh, right, yeah, and people would, <laughs> people would still buy it as long as it said Browns on it somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, if, if this team wins and and competes for, you know, yeah. a Super Bowl championship, it's it's the jerseys necessarily not going to matter at that point. So then we'll wrap up, Tony. I know you know, but since we're on the topic of jerseys and all that type of sure, stuff, sure, sure. Cleveland Guardians, Oof. uh Start with the name. Thoughts on the name? I don't, I don't mind the name. I, I, I don't mind the name. I, I mean, I don't think they needed to change the name. But, I, I mean, if you're going to change the name, probably don't mind the name. I, I mean, I, I, I just um, I, I don't think they needed to change the name. I, I think, once again, and, and this this really makes me sad because I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of in the minority in this town when it comes to bashing ownership. I feel like I feel like the Dolans get hammered time and time again about their cheapskates and they don't care. I, I feel like of all the owners in Cleveland, the one ownership group that understands Cleveland the most is the Dolans. I think they've proven that with just the remodel of that stadium and and how they tell the stories of all the different neighborhoods. But you know that's what made me probably the saddest when it came down to them changing the name. Because to me, if you have a group that is that talented, right, that can remodel that stadium and tell the individual stories of the individual neighborhoods in Cleveland, why could you have not done the same thing, like done the hard work and done the same thing with all the Native American Indian tribes that, you know, lived in this area, that operated in this area? To me, to say, hey, People are offended by Chief Wahoo. We're throwing Indians out and we're coming up with something completely new. It's completely lazy. And I feel like keep the Indian's name. And if you say you really, truly are doing a name change or a logo change because you care about Native Americans, then get off your ass, bring in Native Americans and ask them, you know, just say, we want to honor your people. Like that's the reason why this name was selected. We veered off with the logo. We admit to that. Like the, the logo is not what it should be. But what do we need to do to keep the name and, and use a logo that's going to honor your people? What can we do in the stadium to highlight the Indians who lived in this area and, and, and educate people? Because that at the end of the day, if every one of these teams, the Redskins, you know, Miami University down in Southern, they got rid of their name. Oberlin High School got rid of their, uh, if everybody does this, at some point in pop culture, there will be no references to Indians at all. I, I mean, any, any tribes, any, you know, so by, by you know, doing this, I mean, you're actually doing a disservice. You, I mean, we are getting less and less educated about who these peoples are. Well, and I, I hate 
as a Miami guy, I hate giving props to right Florida State, no. but and I think that's where they did that work, right? They partnered yeah. with the Seminole Tribe down there. They got permission to use certain things, and and Seminole Nation then has certain things that hey, you're allowed to do this, you're allowed to do that, right? Yeah. You're all familiar with the the guy riding out before yeah. the game, throwing the spear, and it's you know it's someone from the Seminole Nation that yeah. does that, right? Yeah. And so. That's a that's something that can be done. It doesn't seem I don't know if it was difficulty in getting some of the tribes or nations together to to do some of those things because right there is you know Ohio is one of the very few states with literally no tribal lands. Right, you have all these Indian names in <laughs> in the state and there are no tribal lands because yeah. we essentially eradicated Native Americans from this state and and so you have. You know, some of those difficulties that I could say, okay, fine, all right, if that's something you want to do. So I, I would agree with you. That would have been, I think, choice number one, right? Everybody, no, not everybody. You had to get rid of Chief Wild, right? There's no, I, and I don't think, you know, we can have that debate if people want. I don't think that's a debate worth having because yeah. I think you're just wrong, right? If yeah. you say, no, no, nothing wrong with Chief Wild. Uh, like, like I, I get that you might have grown up with Chief Wahoo and he means something different, different to, to you. you. Yeah. I, I will yeah. wholeheartedly admit that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you can't yeah. say that that's, a, no, that's was, a great logo. It right? was definitely time to get rid of the logo. Yeah. And, and so if you're, if you're, if you're going to do that. And I, so I understand if, Hey, maybe you felt like that's too closely tied to this name. It's going to be too tough to get rid of that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not necessarily saying I'm buying it. I say, I understand it. And, but, to go with the Guardians, I think the Guardians is fine. I have a lot of issues with it from uh, not as a fan, yeah. uh, as if as if I worked for the Indians. I don't know if it, it feels like, because we were talking about this earlier, right? One, the Indians do not own ClevelandGuardians.com, right? The, the local roller derby team does. They do not own Guardians.com. Yeah. Additionally, right, the Cleveland Guardians, which, which they're named after, right, from a marketing standpoint or from a merchandising standpoint, those are public, yeah. right? So if they use those in any of their branding, right? Yeah, they could trademark a specific style of that. But previously, when I if I was GVR or Cleveland Clothing Company or something like that, I would have to kind of allude to the Indians. I can literally say Guardians yeah. now oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's what they are called. Right, just because your team's called that doesn't. I could say the Guardians of Cleveland yeah. on a shirt yeah. with that picture, and you cannot do anything about yeah. it, right? And so, from a marketing licensing standpoint, I have some severe issues with it. And then we both have this. That logo that is terrible. Is atrocious. I mean, it is it. And I said this. It looks like one of those old baseball bullpen carts that used to drive on the field. I mean, it's like yeah. two G's escorting a baseball. It is so bad. It needs to be changed before they even play a game because I, I've already told my wife, I said, I'll buy you a shirt or a polo or whatever, or a hoodie or whatever you want that says Cleveland guardians. If it has that damn double G driving a baseball yeah. logo, I said, unless somebody else buys it for you, that's not coming no. into my house. No. It is so ugly. And, and, and I guess two things. I guess one, it gives the aspiring, uh, you know, graphic designer out there that's out of work. It, it either gives them hope that 
they can one day get a job, or two, it makes them, you know, walk to the edge of their oh, apartment man. There is, and yes. like, how do I not have a job? And, and it, this goes for both the Indians and the Browns with, you know, the logos and everything. How is it that minor league baseball, like in the last year, has probably put out some of the, this is like the golden era of just amazing logos. Yeah. And how how are they so creative and so great? And then we, we've had over a year, it's been since the All-Star game that, that we've talked about. No, this. And no, no. And they've known, yeah. like, they've known they were going to make this change for three plus years. Yeah. So and, they and had that's plenty what of time with? to work on this. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, we had the name pick, but hey, did anybody ever come up with a logo? Oh, shit. We're having a press conference yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, grab that napkin holder and put a ball inside. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. It, it's 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 embarrassing. It's terrible and it's embarrassing. And hopefully, because I think that didn't the Chargers just go through this? They released yeah, yeah, the they logo released and then the, it had yeah, to the Rams, too, it was, I think. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got to do something. Because yeah, we need Eric Dickerson to complain about yeah. uh, our logo, I guess. <laughs> like that. I mean, it, it's just... Can we get Tommy and Bayerga and Lofton tall? It's just Tana is terrible. And um, I don't know. And it's unfortunate because, once again, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, a public school system. I won't name the names, but a public school system, you know, knocking down a high school that's been around for 80 years and building a new high school and getting it wrong. I mean, if the last one was there for 80 years, you're assuming the next one's going to be there <laughs> for at least 20 years, right? And it's with this logo. Like, I mean, you've changed this name. You've done all this stuff. You think about everywhere you've been in. The, you're in the yeah. stadium all the time. Think of all the places where it says Indians. It's all got to be changed over to God. Like, it's going to cost zillions. And, right. and, and it's like, why didn't you just leave the name Indians and just – you? all you would have had to do is focus on the logo. But then when I see the new logo, I'm thinking, maybe that's why they didn't focus on the logo because that guy couldn't come up with it. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's tough. And I agree with you. I mean, that's the thing. is, As a guy who's an aficionado for, for minor league baseball T-shirts, yeah. there are so many oh. great logos out there. You know, from the independent leagues to yeah. the single A, double A, and triple A teams, that it's it was really disappointing because this isn't even from a design yeah. quality standpoint. Yeah. This is not even an independent baseball logo. Yeah. I mean, Savannah yeah. Bananas making bacon, uh, Carolina Disco turkeys. Yes, okay, you're probably not going to name your major league baseball team those names, but those logos are great. They're phenomenal, yeah. right? Not just from a, yeah, they're funny and hilarious, and, and yeah. but just from a stylistic standpoint, I mean, even just the clarity of that logo. It was looks just, like it belongs on the jersey for Guardians Bar and Grill in yeah, you know, Topeka, it, yeah. Kansas. It looks like it looks like an eight bit, like yeah. like you drew it in nineteen eighty five with your you know Coleco Vision or something like that. Yeah. It, that's that's what hurts i think the most is is that cuz i felt like the people that were never change the name keep the cheap you you were never going to no. sway them no but the people that were on the fence about like hey you know what i'm interested to see what the name is like you know i i get that maybe cheap wahoo wasn't the best and and you know well maybe uh you know hey i i would prefer to keep it the indians but let's see you change it to Guardians, and people are like, all right, I kind of get the connection to the city, the history like that. I, I don't mind that. But then you come out with that logo, and you lost people. Yeah. I think if you really would have come out with a stronger logo, you could have had more people on your side because they would have been excited to put that on their 
shirt or their hat or yeah. their sleeve or whatever. And now it's it's a lost opportunity. And that's and that's what I feel like unfortunately, right? Uh, you know, even with the Cavs having won a championship, I feel like, you know, during my years as a yeah. Cleveland person, it's it's the, the city of lost opportunities, uh, not just on the field, but now. <laughs> yeah, and well, and and you know, it's it's tough too. Like I said, when you when you go online and click Cleveland Guardians logo, and you see how many people, you know, just random dudes in their basement. Uh, dudes and dudettes. Oh, come uh, up with better come logos. Come up with better uh, logos. I, I mean, it hurts. Like, it hurts. It's like, dude, you know, and, and I would tip my hat to GVR. You know, I'll say they're the one company that's probably jumping up and down the most because they their Guardian series of shirts and they had the baseball Guardian one. I, I mean, to me, I would have given them carte blanche to just design the jersey and they would have come up with a better, uh, you know, I, I just yeah. don't, I don't get it, man. It's in, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but I'll go back to the, um, I'll go back to what I said about the Indian stuff. It, it would have been better off. And once again, even with the Indian stuff, GVR and other companies have come up with better uh, logos that have, you know, kind of tip their hat. Yeah, you pay a little homage. Yeah. yeah. And uh, without being offensive. And I just feel like, man, what, what a missed opportunity. I mean, you, yeah. you've decided to not honor a, a you know, several groups of people in an effort to honor, you know, public artwork. I mean, that's really what yeah. you're honoring. Yeah. Public artwork that really, to be honest with you, uh, most Clevelanders will pretend like they, you know, they're into it. And maybe in the last couple of years, it's become a big deal. But like most people didn't even know what they were called the guardians. Of the no, yeah, yeah. you know. That, well, and I think the the one good crazy. thing we might get out of this, right, is in the immediate pop culture era, we don't have a name for progressive field, right? Unless you're going to continue to refer to it as the Jake. Yeah. So now, since they're the guardians, we can call progressive field the galaxy, and we can just say the Indians are now the guardians of the galaxy. And then people ask you, "Where are you going tonight?" You can say, "I'm going to the galaxy." And, and the G spot. That's the G spot. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. And, uh, well, you know, and here's the, hey, you know. pays, hey, pays tribute to the B spot, right? Uh, hey, right. <laughs> I will. I will. I will end with this. No matter what, no matter what they wear, no matter what they're called, I, I really just wish we would win a World Series. Yes, I would agree. And it's the same thing with the Browns, right? We said that, right? Hey, nobody's going to care what you're wearing if you if you win that Super Bowl. But but it just it it. It does. It does kind of make it hard to um, believe that this organization isn't an organization that can get us there when they can't make. I always say, if you can't get the little stuff right, how are you going to get the big stuff right? And I feel like this was a major fail. Yeah, I think the logo's bad. I think the logo's bad. I think that I like you. I like the name, but uh, or I'm ambivalent about the name. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's as as many people said. There are two teams in Major League Baseball named after socks, yeah. right? So, yeah. and, and they're all ridiculous, right? Yeah. The Tigers, Padres, Mariners—like it's they're all stupid. Yeah. I mean, honestly, but so, I, you know, I think I, and I'm looking at the font. Like, even the the, the font to me is lazy. The like, the why didn't you just make to it? that like '70s era Indians? But but it's like. I, if you're going to get away from it, get away from it. Uh, you know, it's almost like, you know, hey, we, we want to make it look like it still says Indians on the jersey. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, no, I got gotcha. you. Just get away from it.
All right, Browns backers. So Ugh. we covered a lot today. Maybe not as much Browns as uh, we could have, but it's the first day of training camp. Come on. Let's yep. be honest. So, unfortunately, Simone Biles and Team USA on the women's gymnastics side, they they still get the silver, which is an amazing achievement. However, again, when the expectation is gold, it's it's tough. Uh, same for USA softball. And then we have, I mean, obviously, we won't even mention men's basketball, which, I mean, at this point, they might be lucky to medal. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then we covered a little bit of Brown stuff, and then our new Cleveland Guardians things. Yep. So, yep. Browns backers, tune in next week. We'll have a little more to discuss, obviously, as training camp ramps up. And we look forward to preseason game number one, Tony. I mean, you're, we're coming up on the, on the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You doing any Hall of Fame stuff this year? Uh, you know, I'm not sure yet. I, I got to see what the kids want to do. I, I mean, I'm uh, we're running out of time here this summer. And um, I, as of right now, I haven't signed up for anything. Um, I'm out. I'm out this year. But we got yeah. 14 students doing things. Yeah. So uh, I, I let them take the... It's a huge year, but I just feel like um, I, I need to spend time with my kids. And... Yeah. I'm heading down to Miami. So going to see... I want to see grandma. Nice. Nice. But uh, I do want to say before we leave, uh, and, I, and I, you know, once again, not to bash the, the team any more than I already have, <laughs> but but I, I did notice that I, I, I do not notice a story on it. But, um, you, you know, I, I do want to say we did lose Jim Schaffner, uh, both player for, for the team and um, coach. In fact, he was the uh, QB coach in 1980 when, uh, you know, we had our last league MVP, Brian Sype. Um he just passed away on the 17th. Great guy. Um, you know, man's man, you know, kind of, you know, one of those kind of Texas strong guys, TCU guy, and um, just a first-class individual. I know he was uh, assistant coach for many years with your your beloved Buffalo Bills <laughs> um, as a child and just a, a great, great person. So, um, once again, uh, huge part of uh, the Browns' history, maybe not one of the four names that will get mentioned um, when we talk about the history of the team, but um, <laughs> but definitely want one of those guys that made a difference when he was here. So, yep, uh, Miss Jim Schaffner. So, all right, with that. There it goes. All right, that's all we got, Browns backers. All right, chirp, chirp. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.